All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Friday, Thursday, April 14th. F it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Happy Friday, Thursday, everybody. So huge weekend last weekend at the box office. Super Mario Brothers was on fire and air got up to some rarefied air opening to 20 million for an adult drama but now we got a new weekend. We got some new movies coming out. Clayton, before we get into anything specific, are are you are you feeling it this weekend? Do you feel like we got another huge blockbuster weekend coming up, or or do you think we got a little bit of a of an off week? No, I mean I think we have a lot of you know just looking at Box Office Pro, we have some movies opening. Mm-hmm. We have some new product. As to how much they're going to bring into the box office, that's up for debate, which we will debate here today. Yep, yep. But, you know, you've got Super Mario kicking butt. You've got still having Air doing well. Dungeons and Dragons isn't going away. Mm -hmm. John Wick 4 is still out there. People are still going to see Scream 6. Yep, and Creed 3. His only son from Angel Studios kicking ASS. I'm not going to say that word because obviously they wouldn't want me to mm-hmm. when I'm talking about that movie. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of product. Yes, yes. And that that has been the problem the last couple of years is just a dearth of product, a dearth of quantity. And if nothing else, this coming weekend is giving us quantity. It's giving us variety. There's a horror movie. There's a star-driven sort of zany horror comedy coming out. There is a, listen, I think possibly a sleeper comedy coming out this weekend that we'll touch on. There, there's, oh, come on. There's, You're oh, not really even. Oh, I'm going there. And I got an email to back me up. So we're, we're going to well, talk There's a Crunchyroll movie. There's a Crunchyroll movie. There's Mafia Mama. There, There's a lot going on this weekend. Listen, uh, we're going to talk Mafia Mama. uh, Dude, just because you're Italian doesn't mean every sort of thing that comes across the radar we have to talk about. Listen, right now, Italians are hot at the box office. You got Super Mario is the biggest star in movies right now. So he's Italian. You got the Pope's Exorcist coming out this weekend. And I haven't seen that film. And obviously, Russell Crowe is an Italian. But the, the Pope is... If not Italian, he's based in Italy, so his his exorcist is going to have Italian roots. Italians, Italians are, love the Pope, that's true. And Italians love the Pope. We we are allegiant to the Pope. So Italians are hot at the box office, so we will talk the new release from Bleecker Street, Mafia Mama, later on this episode. Because, so this is going to be an hour and a half episode, is what it's going to be. Yeah, and an hour and 30, and an hour and 29 minutes are going to be about Mafia Mama, because oh Italians God. are... are very important these days at the box office. But let's Tony Collette isn't even Italian. So is she doing Pizza Face? Is she doing not Pizza Face? Is she doing uh, Marinara Face? Uh, Listen, her Marinara first face? her first name is Tony. So she, you know with, with an eye. With an eye. Still, you call her Hey Tony, Hey Tone. You know, if, if you could if you could go to someone and say, Hey, what's up, Tone? Then they've got something Italian about them. So I give I give Tony Collette a pass. And she's playing the Mafia Mama. But that's not the biggest of these new movies coming out this weekend. I would it's not? 
shocking. I would say the biggest of these new movies is Renfield. So this is Universal's latest attempt at trying to do something with their classic 1920s monsters. You know, they tried to do the monster verse or whatever that was called, the dark universe years uh-huh. ago with Tom Cruise and the mummy and Russell Crowe was Jekyll and Hyde. And then that all tanked. And so Renfield is part of their new strategy of using these monster IP, you know, so you've got Dracula, but it's about Renfield and it's a comedy and it's Nicholas Holt doing his zany thing and Nick Cage playing Dracula. So, you know, we saw this trailer a few months ago, I would say. Mm -hmm. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but on first glance, we both liked this trailer and we both had high hopes for Renfield. Am am I wrong to say that? You were wrong. I did not like it from the jump. It's not my tone. I don't like this tone of movie. I I could swear, though, and I, I, I totally accept that we've both gotten to a point where we do not like this trailer and have been starting to not... Uh, be excited about this movie but I could swear the first time we saw that trailer you thought it looked fun I remember the moment I remember the moment when we watched that and you said that it was like a good use of bringing Nicolas Cage at the end that when we saw that trailer then I think the next day in a movie theater you were saying how it was getting laughs and how people were popping for the Nick Cage reveal you were high on this trailer no, early on listen, and it made okay. it made you chuckle. I, I totally accept I that. I love how you I love how you just tell stories about me like I'm not even here. How I can't remember my own life. My life is only retold through your eyes. Your Sir, your life is, is you're the one best. wearing glasses. Your you're life, the one wearing glasses. Your life is best told through my point of view. That is so insulting. I won't even get into it because we don't have enough time because we got to talk about Mafia Mama mm-hmm. or whatever. So here we go. Here's what I will tell you about my reaction to that trailer. Mm-hmm. I said your perception oh, of your reaction to that trailer. I said, listen, I don't like the superhero esque elements of this. I think it's stupid that the Renfield character has superpowers. But what I did say was. Oh, it's it is a, I can I cannot want to see a movie, but I can also say when a trailer does a good job of selling that movie to people who would want to see that movie. And I did say when I saw it in the theater, the trailer, the first trailer, this is very important, the first trailer. And I said at the end when they reveal Nicolas Cage, people have goodwill for Nicolas Cage. He's back to being a but above B movie guy now, right? Mm-hmm. He can, and this is a B movie. It is a B movie, but it's a universal B movie. So it's like Violet Night or Cocaine Bear, which they tend to do really well. They don't look incredibly cheap. I don't know. I haven't seen this movie. Maybe it does look incredibly cheap, but I thought it was a good use of Nicolas Cage. I did not want to see this movie. There was never a moment where I was like, I will see Renfield because it's not my tone, but I can appreciate when a movie does a good job of selling itself to the people who appreciate that tone. But but Thank I you. think what we're what I'm saying is that our perception of the the strength of that trailer has lessened over time. 
where well, with the subsequent trailers have been have have only I have not accentuated seen shit that is worse about this movie. I have not seen personally a second trailer. I feel like I have seen the Renfield trailer dozens of times and it has always been that original trailer I, now I, there's never a second s- trailer that has more nicholas cage in it i've i've personally i've just never seen that trailer and i've seen renfield trailers in movie theaters as as recently as a a, a week ago yeah. i i have well, yet there is to a see second a second trailer. trailer interesting interesting they're not they're not playing it in in the nighthawk in brooklyn i could say that they've been playing that same trailer for since january so the thing about you mentioned Renfield in relation to Cocaine Bear, Violent Night, um, you didn't mention it, but Megan, these other universal sort of B-ish comedies that have done varying degrees of pretty well these last three, four months. I think the difference is Renfield, I think, has a higher aim than those movies. I'm, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's got a higher budget than something like a cocaine bear or Megan or a violent night. I, I don't think Me- I don't, I could not see it having a bigger budget than Megan. Oh, I definitely, I mean, Megan is Blumhouse. Megan is probably the lowest as great as Megan was. And as good as that looked, I would bet Megan had the lowest budget of any of them because it's Blumhouse and Blumhouse's whole thing is we made get out for $5 million and you know, yeah, but they up those. I mean, that's, they for, up the, but I they, don't think they, they did it. I mean, we, I could be wrong, but I don't think Megan was a situation where I would be shocked if Megan cost more than Renfield. I mean, I think Renfield of those universal movies is probably the one where they are, when they greenlit all those movies, Renfield is the one they were expecting to do the best. Wow. Holy shit. So, I'm using the S word a lot, uh, and I apologize to all our younger fans. But and to the fans of the Jesus Revolution. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here I googled it. Okay. And it says the budget for Renfield is eighty six point two million dollars. Oh yeah, I, I, I. That is sick. It's it's there again. It's even though it comes out in the form of those cocaine bear, violent night esque movies, Renfield is their attempt at doing something with the uh, Universal Monsters IP. Renfield is not supposed to be a movie that makes $45 million total and is a, and is a success. Renfield okay, was a so- movie they thought would end up making, you know, $150 million domestic, which it hasn't opened yet, so maybe it will, but it's that it level. It won't, yeah. Okay, Megan's budget was $12 million. So you're right. correct on that. It was up from their usual 5 million that they do, but mm-hmm. 12 is still low budget. Yep. Cocaine bear 30 to 35 was the budget. Now this, you know, take all this with a grain of salt, right, obviously, you're Googling but it. we're just, and, co- and, co- and, and, uh, I would guess violent night was probably around 20, $25 million budget. Yeah. 20. Yeah. So violent night was 20. And that is what Renfield looks like to me. Renfield looks like Violent Night budget-wise, but with more budget spent on the cast because Nicholas Holt, now he's not a movie star, huh? huh. But he is a guy that has done things mm-hmm. and he's not at the level of some of the bozos that were in Violent Night. Okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying John Leguizamo is a bozo. No. I'm not saying David Harbour is a bozo. No. I'm saying everybody else in that movie was a bozo off the street. That's how they could make that movie for that amount of money. 
That's Clayton's now, statement. That's Clayton's statement. Cocaine Bear, you saw that and you said that looked cheap. Oh, I mean, I don't think Cocaine Bear was particularly well done in, in any way. Yeah, I, I was not yeah. a fan of that movie. I'm glad it did well at the box office and, and other people definitely seem to like it more. But but this was a misstep. Yeah, I mean, $86 million budget for this movie, which I was looking at Violent Night as like the comp for an opening for this film. Like this movie, I was going to be high on this movie because all these quote-unquote cheapy universal b-movies had done pretty well and more than people thought because people were actually going to the theater but man renfield is really gonna have to break out to make its budget back and it ain't gonna do it this movie ain't gonna make 86 million dollars domestic or it's not gonna make 86 million dollars worldwide i see and here's the thing is renfield is a movie that probably will do in the range of Violent Night, Cocaine Bear, et cetera. And yeah. if it was budgeted at the level of those movies, it probably would have done exactly the same as it's going to do yeah. you know, right now. Like, I, I don't think whatever they spent on more effects or more action is going to change that it probably will end up making 60 million dollars domestic when all said and done and the people who go to see it will probably like it in the same way they liked violent night and cocaine bear exactly yeah this movie is never going to break out in the way of a superhero movie or a you know kong versus godzilla big budget action movie it always should have just been budgeted to be another you know, horror comedy like Cocaine Bear and, and Megan, et cetera. But um, as you say, the budget is the budget. So at this the point, budget there's is really the budget. nothing you can do about right. it, right? So, but it is shocking to see something with that high of a budget and having this low of a ceiling. It, it just, it, you know, I don't know. It just, it could surprise. It but could surprise, it, but. Of all those movies, Megan, Violent Night and uh, Cocaine Bear, this this was like if you if you told me if you gave me those movies and they're all going to come out and I didn't know what they were going to make. Right. right. I didn't know what they already made. This would be at that bottom. This would this be, would at, the be at the okay. bottom of that of, of of what I think it would make. Uh, see, I, I would be a little higher. And I, I do think in the end, I'd be surprised if Renfield doesn't make 60 million because it's so highly promoted. Obviously, Nicolas Cage is not the star he was in the 1990s, but I think there's some particular interest in him right now because people did like unbearable weight of the, uh, the worst titled movie, I think of the last 20 years, the unbearable weight of massive talent, which only made $20 million domestic and open to seven. It was a huge disappointment. It was a disappointment, but I think that's one of those movies that a lot of people have watched in the year since it came out in theaters. I do think that is a movie should have been called cage Island or rage cage or something. Yeah. yeah, That title is just a disaster. I do think that title costed about 10 million domestic at the box. Oh, absolutely. But I think Cage has more goodwill with general audiences than he has in a while. But at the same time, seeing Nicolas Cage do a a wacky over-the-top character, it's not like this is in short supply. You could go to every single streaming service that you have, and there are 10 to 15 different options per service 
mm-hmm. of Nicolas Cage doing pretty much what he's doing in this Dracula movie, which not to say that's not good, but this is not that novel. But I guess it's a novel no. right now because it's in such a high profile movie. It's not Uncle Willie's Wonderland or, you know, movies like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what is what is your, you know, this is not your type of movie. The trailer plays worse and worse every time you see it. Uh, you're saying it is on the low end of expectations for these universal horror comedy B movies. Are yeah. you thinking that this is going to way underperform or do you feel like, yeah, it'll make its 20 million and that'll seem good when you forget what the budget was? You mean make its 20 million opening? Opening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it ain't going to open at 20 million. No way. Not going to open at 20 million. It's tracking eight to 13. Interesting. Wow. Wowie, wow, wow. Well, here's, here's what I'll say about that. We'll get to what we'll give our predictions when we give our top five. I think Renfield is going to just be a movie. That is what you need right now, which is something coming out. You know, a year ago, this would be the type of weekend where you get a Super Mario Brothers movie and it's gigantic and everyone's thinking, wow, things are getting better. And then the next weekend, nothing comes out or just Mm -hmm. a Mafia Mama level movie comes out. And I think it's great that even if Renfield makes $12 million this weekend, the fact that it's coming out and giving a different option shows that things are getting much better for theatrical. Oh, absolutely. But here's the issue with Renfield. Mm -hmm. It's coming out the same weekend as the Pope's Exorcist. Right. And I feel like those are moviegoers. That's a demo that is crossing over each other in a bad way. Like, put the horror... Because I've heard Renfield is very gory. Okay. Like for a comedy, it's super gory. But so is cocaine so, bear. It, true. But why would you put a supernatural comedy that's gory up against a genuine horror movie? Like that to me feels like it's going to cannibalize the audience and Redfield would have. This movie could open to 20 if there wasn't a genuine horror movie coming out. Yeah. I mean, I kind of disagree. I think those audiences are pretty different. I mean, Renfield, even if it's gory, it's very zany looking. It is going for, I think, a different audience than Pope's Exorcist. And also, that's what the movies are supposed to be. We, You look back at just a couple of years ago. You look back at weekends in the 2000s and the 1990s, and you look back to the archives of the B.O. Boys all the way to the 90s. And we were covering weekends where five, six movies are coming out. And sometimes it's two comedies and it's two horror movies the same weekend. I think it's good that right now the studios are not micromanaging to where we can't release Pope's Exorcist because we got Renfield. You know, it's like, I, I, let's get them all yeah. out there and let's get this quantity going and let's give people choices and let's give the multiplex something to put in there so they could finally kick Shazam out to the street. You know, Shazam shouldn't run for three months straight by default because there's not enough movies. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but I do think there needs to be a little bit of 
because we're not living in the 90s anymore. We're not in the 2000s. So movie going is back to a certain level that it was before. But movie going isn't the center of the universe the way it used to be. Do you know what I mean? So it's still one of those things where putting two opposing things or things that will draw the same audience, which you disagree with, draw the same audience against each other when you don't have to doesn't make sense to me. Right. Pope's exorcist. Let's get into it. It's Russell Crowe and he's playing the Pope's exorcist. So whatever that means, whether it is, I, I, I don't think it means that he is exorcising demons from the Pope. I think it's that he's like the Pope's guy. You know, when there's an exorcism that the Pope specifically needs taken care of, he calls Russell Crowe. Yes, yes. So do you think this movie should have opened last weekend on Easter weekend up against Super Mario, up against Air? Do you think that would have been a better weekend for the Pope's Exorcist? I think so. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know how much of a difference it would make for the Pope's Exorcist, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I mm-hmm. think it would be make it would make more of a difference for Renfield, honestly. But yeah, why not? I mean, why not put this up against Air and Super Mario Brothers movie? Because I think definitely the people who are going to see the Pope's Exorcist are not the same audience necessarily that are going to the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. Although a lot of people did see the Super Mario Brothers movie, the number one, uh, the number one demo was what twenty four to thirty five. So that's a horror demo too. Mm -hmm, So. There could be plenty of people who are like, I want to see Super Mario Brothers and I want to see The Pope's Exorcist because we people have uh, uh, many levels. They right. are, you know, not just one thing. Right. But yeah, why not? Because I I say it's 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 fun to put a blasphemous movie like this out on Easter. Okay. Drum up a little bit of controversy and uh, maybe add a couple, uh, you know, shekels here from people going crazy about this. You think it would get some of the protesters would buy a ticket just so they could protest on Easter weekend. Mhm. Yeah, I mean I think it's I think it's this that's the kind of stuff people used to do is put out these kind of movies to get uh called blasphemous. Right. And uh I guess we're just not we don't have that anymore. I mean, there is something possible where that may have been a plan and listen russell crowe he ain't gladiator anymore he's not uh he he may not have a beautiful mind at this point in his life and his career but he's he's unhinged you just say it he's unhinged. he is currently unhinged he though still may have that part of him that says i don't want to be in a movie that's courting that kind of controversy i'd rather not you know, I'm a B actor now, but I'm not a D actor. You know, he's mm-hmm. not going to be in Cannibal Holocaust and pretend that he's dead. You know, that's a D actor who does that. And and a D actor is in a movie where let's open this exorcism movie on Easter so that we could court controversy. Russell Crowe mm-hmm. may have s- dictated we do not. I will be in the Pope's Exorcist, but we will not open it on Easter weekend to court controversy. Wow, you think he still ha- holds that much weight? I think he holds. I, I mean, I think Russell Crowe still holds a decent amount of weight, and I think he he for sure would have that ability in this movie. I don't think he could dictate the release date if you know he was in uh, he was in Thor: Love and Thunder this past 
summer, right? He played Zeus in that movie, comedic role. Yeah. I don't think Russell Crowe had any ability to dictate the release date of Thor Love and Thunder, but he no. probably is able to get something in his contract for the Pope's Exorcist that we're not putting this out on Christmas Day. We're not putting it on Easter. I'm not going to be in a movie that courts that kind of controversy. I, I think he may have that ability. So we thought this other movie came out last year. It turned out it didn't. The Unholy from 2021. Okay. So it's a completely different time Mm -hmm. covid wise Mm -hmm. if anybody remembers covid Mm -hmm. so that movie opened i think actual easter weekend it was a movie that courted that controversy yeah so it opened uh april 2nd okay of 2020 2021 Mm -hmm. and it opened to three million dollars okay and ended up at 15 so Mm -hmm. here's hoping and I think we're in a healthier box office situation that this movie is possibly going to make close to what that movie made in its, in its whole run in the first two weeks. Right. I mean, I think this is something that could make 20 possibly. Oh yeah. So the, yeah, the unholy and you are correct. April uh, Easter fell on April 4th, 2021. So the unholy opened indeed on, on Easter weekend that Friday. And yeah, I mean, if, if the unholy opened to 3.1 million in April, 2021, and again, that is right when some people were starting to get vaccinated, when some people were first starting to go to movie theaters, I mean, movie theaters were just opening in a lot of cities around that time. So the unholy came out in a very, very different box office climate than now. I I mean, I definitely think the Pope's exorcist should open. I I think more than double what the unholy did. I mean, I think you look at something like the invitation, the horror movie that came out the end of August, this past summer, August, 2022, that opens to 6.8. I feel like Pope's Exorcist is going to do more than that. You know, it, well, the, it's got the Russell Crowe. The tracking range is from four to eight. Okay. So, I mean, there is a distinct possibility that this movie could make the same as Renfield, according to this tracking here. So God. I don't see that happening. I don't but see that that's happening if, too. That's if really there's no interest in Renfield. So, I mean, there's a battle down here at the bottom because you got the Pope's Exorcist, you've Mm -hmm. got Renfield, and then you got the Crunchyroll film. Okay. Shazoom. Okay. Shazoom. I don't know how. It's not Shazam. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. But we did get an email about this movie. Go for it. From our anime correspondent, Mm -hmm. one of B.O. Boy Marcus. Mm Mm-hmm. So he wanted to give his thoughts on Suzum. The film is an original story, not part of an as it, as it, <laughs> fuck it, it's a raw feed. Existing IP from auteur director Makato Shinkai. It's about a young girl on a fantastical adventure with romance elements. The director's last two original story films opened to 1.6 and 8.1.8, I'm sorry, domestically in 2017 and 2020 respectively. A decent comp might be Belle, another original female-led fantasy story from an auteur director, which opened to 1.5 million in January 2022. So he's saying that Box Office Pro was saying four to nine. 
uh, it did manage to get some IMAX screens mm-hmm. from Mario. And he says the trailer looked absolutely gorgeous. But the problem is that Mario and anime, those are the same sort of crowd. So Nintendo mm-hmm. nerds and anime nerds are overlapping populations. Mm-hmm. Right. So he is going with five million, he said. And of course, he said, take that with a grain of salt because it's hard. I mean, we know this. I mean, we've been doing this since this, you know, since this whole crunchy roll wave started. Mm hmm. We just don't know. Yes. We just don't know what what's going to break out and what's not going to break out. This feels to me like it's an original story with female elements. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, five sounds good. Yeah. I mean, again, anime and Crunchyroll anime is definitely not my field of expertise, but I I'd go on the lower end with this specifically because of the Mario competition. Mm-hmm. And that that is, again, particularly stiff you know, competition, stiff overlap for that same audience, yeah. younger crowd, video. Well, game, the audience is anime. stiff for both of those. Yeah. But I, I, properties, I, I think I think that this is going to be a lower end crunchy roll opening. And I'd go on the low end of expectations for Suzum is it called it's uh, probably it's opening in uh about 2000 theaters which is a lot and and it's a lot and if it gets some IMAXs or gets some PLFs I mean it's the higher ticket count ticket price there so that'll help so it doesn't look like Renfield is going to be getting PLFs which that hurts it. I think mainly on the ticket price aspect, because it's not like you, yes. you really need to see Renfield and IMAX. I'm going to guess it's not the greatest looking movie ever, but it always does help opening weekend to have those inflated ticket prices to boost your box office. So that's going to hurt Renfield. And that's the issue with having so few PLFs is yes. that you should have enough that you can throw some to the Crunchyroll release yep. and to Renfield yep. and still have John Wick Chapter 4, even in its, what, third, fourth weekend, have some of those. Of course. So people who didn't get around to it because they have kids or jobs or other things can still go and say, oh, I saw it in IMAX weekend four, and it was amazing. Yes. Because there's people that would do that. There's people that can't make going to the movies, their number one priority, right? So that's the issue here. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But again, there is something that's also good about releasing movies that people will see without worrying about seeing them in PLF so they can save their money to see something that they want to see in a PLF, right? So they're still going to see movies, but they're saying, you know what? I'm not going to see Renfield in IMAX because I'm saving for Guardians when it comes out, and I'm going right. to spend that money on IMAX. Right, right. Oh, definitely. You want you got to always have non PLF options because people can't spend twenty bucks a movie. But like Air, Air is a perfect example. Nope, nobody would. I mean, I would see that on IMAX because I'm an A lister. Right. But you don't need to see Air on IMAX. No, 
No, there isn't enough basketball footage for it to be IMAX uh, necessary. But yeah, yeah, it would be great if there were more PLF so that, yes, you could get Mario on every PLF and you could get Renfield get some PLFs in the Crunchyroll movie and John Wick, but also so that Mafia Mama on opening weekend could get some PLFs in key cities. You know, there should be on Staten Island, there should be a movie theater that is able to show Mafia Mama in IMAX. All right. Well, and we have Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. There should be, I don't even know if there's any movie theaters left in that neighborhood anymore. But if there is one at the King's Plaza Mall, perhaps, I don't know if they still have a movie theater, but if so, there should be an IMAX that shows the opening weekend of Mafia Mama. That is, we should have enough PLFs where even Mafia Mama gets some IMAX screenings in key neighborhoods. Now, now you bring up Mafia Mama, and yes. we'll get to it in a second because you insist. But actually bringing that up brings up a great point. Mm-hmm. Thank you is that we have talked about this mm-hmm. uh, in the whole run of this show, that there needs to be a Billy Bean-type figure mm-hmm. who is installed in, who knows, AMC, Regal, one of the big chains, who is smart and knows statistically what plays where, mm-hmm. right? Because you're telling me that in one of those theaters that you mentioned, they couldn't just play Goodfellas every day, every, every day. day forever. Yes, and that day. movie wouldn't do better than Shazam. Yes, in the same theater, yes. right? Yes, sure. You give Shazam its screens, right? But there's got to be one nine p.m. Mm-hmm. showing mm-hmm. of Goodfellas. Yes, every day. Yes. right. And similar movies. All across the country, right? Why is there not Hoosiers playing every day on a screen in the city where Hoosiers took place? I don't, Indiana, somewhere in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Forgive in me Indiana. for not knowing. Yeah, yeah. That movie would play Bafa Bobo forever. Forever. Rocky in Philadelphia. Every day. Every day. Every okay? day. Okay. And listen, if it starts to wane in popularity, you take it out. You put Rocky Two in there. Exactly. Right? Goodfellas is losing a little bit of luster. You put in Casino for a few nights, yep. and then when they watch Casino, they'll say, "Listen, I like Casino, but where's Goodfellas?" We're, and then bring, bring Goodfellas back. Exactly. Yeah, there right? needs to be there needs to be a a demo czar that is able to program specific movies into specific cities. And this year would around. and this would then and then the 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 good thing about this too is that you would have to get the studios to to lower their rental costs or whatever cost it is to show these catalog films, right? Because when you're realizing that all these places, Amazon is realizing put movies in the theaters to make money at home, right? If people are going to see these catalog movies, it's going to drive them to the services where those movies live, Mm. right? And that's what these companies want to do. Put it in the theater first, get it at home. And again, it's the shut-ins on the internet that make make it seem like nobody wants to go out and watch movies with people. 
right? It's like no, like coffee shops don't exist because everybody just wants to stay home and drink coffee by themselves. That's not true. The truth is people are social animals. They want to be around people and they will go see Goodfellas with a group of strangers instead of watching it at home for the millionth time because we are social animals. We're very social. And Clayton, I think you've delayed it long enough. Mafia. Cut, cut the shit is what I did. I cut the shit is what I did. You, great cutting the shit. But now I'm going to I'm going to take that shit that you cut, kick it aside, walk through and present to you Mafia Mama starring Tony Collette as a suburban mom who goes from suburban mom to Mafia Don. Opens this weekend, courtesy of Bleecker Street. I just watched the trailer right before we went on air. And I will say, this movie looks delightful. And I think this movie has a chance to capitalize on the goodwill that Mario started last weekend with Italian-Americans as the lead protagonists. And I think it has a chance to really hit that demo. Mario got a lot of Italian-Americans out to the theaters last weekend. They remembered, we love this. This is great. You know, we could stay home and we could listen to Sinatra uh, in our house, but this whole to the movie thing and seeing ourselves portrayed on screen in a respectful way, the way Mario did, that was great too. And I think that audience is going to be very excited to go see Mafia Mama this weekend. She goes out to Italy. She becomes the head of a Italian mafia family and comedy ensues, violence ensues and respectful portrayal of Italians uh, ensues. Of course, mafia, right? That's, that's respectful that every Italian's in the mafia or they uh, want to be, they aspire to be right. I mean, if you do in a respectful way, then we will feel respected. And I think mafia okay. mama from the trailer, I haven't seen the film, and I probably will see it very soon, but it, from the trailer, it seems to do it in a respectful way. I think, I, I love that this movie's coming out. It is a comedy. It is a old-fashioned comedy. It is not comedy uh, hidden inside of a superhero movie or even a horror movie. It is, here's the premise. Here's an actor that's been around for 30 years that you all know, and that's all the movie is promising you. Um, so this was brought to your attention by wannabe O boy Eric Kimball, right? This was born, uh, wannabe O boy Eric did uh email us, so I'll read that real quick. Subject line Mafia Mama, dear BO boys, it could be a great couple of weeks for Italian protagonist films. I went to a surprisingly packed. Mafia Mama early access event with my A-list. It's not amazing, but it delivered enough laughs that I think there will be positive word of mouth. The old lady next to me said it was great. The Mafia Mama trailer played before Magic Mike seems a bit cheap, like something that would not make a big splash, but this changed my mind. Seems there could be appeal with many audiences skewing particularly female. There was at least one large group of older BFFs. It felt like it was coming, uh, it felt a bit like it was coming from 80 for Brady and Magic Mike movie going momentum. I think it could open to 8 million, Eric. Thank you, Eric, for that email. I love the 80 for Brady comparison. Obviously, that movie had a lot going for it, mainly that people thought it was a book club movie, um, that Mafia Mama does not have that 
it's not a, a trailer that fools you into thinking it's book club two. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I agree with him that there is that older female demographic that wants something that caters to them. And they see themselves in Tony Collette getting to be the, the Don of a mafia empire. And I think that's uh, aspirational. And I mean, listen, maybe, maybe I'm biased here, but I agree. Maybe this movie could overperform. I think this movie could do $5 million opening weekend. Here's why it can't. Okay. Because nobody knows it's coming out. There has been almost zero marketing on this film. It's a Bleecker Street film. Mm-hmm. They don't have a marketing budget. I haven't seen Tony Collette on any late night show. And late night shows don't matter. Uh, she hasn't eaten any hot wings. She hasn't eaten hot wings. She hasn't done any sort of, where's she from? New Zealand? Isn't she from New Zealand? New Zealand or Australia? Australia. So she she hasn't done any Australia versus USA snack eating on Snack Wars. She hasn't let uh, any magazine into her house and let them ask her 72 questions. This is where people find out about films. She has done none of these things. She was just I mean, on she... what, Watch What Happens Live on Bravo. I'm seeing that here. She just did that okay, show. Okay, great. Andy Cohen. So yeah, okay, there's something. There's something. Something. It's in the zeitgeist. But I have not seen her burp while eating hot wings. So I don't know that this exists. Mm-hmm. The 80 for Brady thing would be great. And listen, this could be a great movie, a funny comedy, but it does not have the cultural penetration that these other movies do. So therefore, I don't even know how many screens it's going to be on. So it probably won't even make a million dollars. Do you think that here's what I'll throw is the over under? It's Armageddon time for uh, Mafia Mom. Here's what I'm going to throw is the over under. Here's what I'll throw 800,000. Mac and Rita, starring Diane Keaton, which got a D minus. Remember that. And we still haven't seen that movie. I got to watch that movie to see why it has a D minus. And, and I feel like it's been on streaming and we've been at this point chosen not to watch it for months at a time. We, we, we have. We have avoided Mac and Rita. Um, it opened on August 12, 2022, which I remember because I was in Paris at the time and did a, a, a podcast episode from Paris. I was traveling multiple big European cities uh, at that time. And Mr. Pat, Mr. Pasquale goes to Paris. I'd watch that movie. You know what? Take advantage of Italian American protagonists at the box office. Go for it. So that opened August 12th, 2022 in 14th place to $1 million. Oh, I mean, there we go. I go under. You go under on Mafia Mm -hmm. Mama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Under. Okay. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over on Mafia Mama. I think it does more than Mac and Rita. You think it does less than Mac and Rita. I just think Diane Keaton has more penetration in that space. Uh, Diane Keaton Tony- is, a, is a bigger star than Tony Collette, for sure. But I think this movie does more than Mac and Rita. That, that's an interesting battle. I knew Mac and Rita was coming out. I did not know this movie was coming out until uh, Eric, wannabe oh boy Eric, uh, emailed us. Well, it's a good sign that they're doing early access screenings. 
It means that they yeah. do believe in this film. And he saw it and it got a good reception. I can't imagine Mac and Rita has had one ever had one screening where it had what you would call a good reception. So what could be in that movie? Is is there waste play? Is that what it is? Like, is there some sort of like um, having sex with vomit? Uh, like what, what would be in Mac and Rita to give it a D minus? Yeah. To be, to be something that audiences were completely caught off guard by. Is there bestiality? I mean, uh, like bestiality, obviously, because I don't know if it was R or not. But, here, you know, here's what I'll say. Now that we talk about it, I did try to watch Mac and Rita one night and I, it was a movie. It was one of my famous movies where I put it on too late, probably around 11 o'clock and I fell asleep very early. So I do that tonight. I'll try. I'm going to try again with Mac and Rita, but I predict I will be sleeping through whether it's waste play or bestiality, whatever it was Mm -hmm. in that movie that caused the D minus. I can't imagine I will be awake for that. All right. So I'm going over Mac and Rita for Mafia Mama. You're going under. Uh, it's uh, like I said, it's Armageddon time. 800, 800 grand. Do we want to do our top fives? Well, you wanted to mention, and I do think we should mention that okay. the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 tracking dropped. It did. So, And it's looking low. Well, it's looking lower than the... Uh, opening weekend of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So the initial tracking right now, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 opens on Friday, May 5th, and the initial tracking is putting it around $130 million. 2017's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 opened to 146.5 domestic. So mm-hmm. right now, Volume 3 tracking lower than what Volume 2 did. Obviously. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be a huge hit. It's going to be successful. Yeah. There's no I uh, there's no chance that it will quote unquote bomb or even severely underperform anything like that. But yeah. I will just say that this movie tracking lower than the second one is just another sign that the superhero bubble is starting to burst that mm-hmm. that I, this is the last Marvel movie that is fully connected to the original beloved, you know, original Avengers cast. Obviously you still mm-hmm. have the Tom Holland, Spider-Man movies coming out. There'll be a fourth one, but guardians of the galaxy three should be gigantic. It's going to based on that tracking open less than what Dr. Strange did last spring. It's, it's just another part of the downward trajectory of these superhero movies. Again, we're not saying they're going away. We're not saying they're done, but it is clear that these movies are on a down slope. You can only burn an audience so many times Mm. before they say, ow, I don't want to be burned anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happening with Marvel. And it's a shame because I'm a fan of the Guardians of Galaxy films. Mm-hmm. I feel, feel like they do the best of all the Marvel films in balancing action and comedy and also emotional investment okay. in these characters. Now, I've said this off mic. We were uh, around the water cooler 
at the B.O. Boys Complex. And I said, this will be the last Marvel movie I ever see. Wow. Uh, Guardians 3. Yeah. Because there's no reason. There's nothing coming up that is worthwhile for me to see. Okay. That I would spend my hard-earned, not even hard-earned money, but time. Time is the more important aspect for me. Yeah. Because money doesn't matter because I have so little of it. Right. But the thing with and time throwing is hard that, earned, you throwing that term around, I think. Um, I don't know because I'm working class, so that's true. That's you know, true. Uh, you know, I'm Joe Lunchpail. Yeah, yeah. Physically, so you're I, definitely working hard. Yeah. Yes, I physically work hard. Mentally, I'm completely checked out. Right. But the thing with with this is that it's a shame because I do think this is going to be a good quality movie. I, for one, hope that they basically kill all these characters, even though I do enjoy them. Mm. I just hope there's some finality to this where they will not be dragged through the mud that is the MCU, okay. what it's become. So save these characters from having to be in a, 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 a movie with a thousand Kangs, right? Mm. Save them from that, please. But- what they also were saying here in this box office pro article when the tracking came out is that the this movie is looked at as more of a regular sort of blockbuster, not really a Marvel movie. So there are people who might not be rushing out to buy a ticket now because they're just going to buy a ticket when it's closer to the time that it comes out. So you could see you can see people. They also might be totally thinking about Mario. Mm. Like people have Mario on the brain. They might not be thinking all the way to May 5th. They may be thinking Mario, Mm. right? So this might be a bad time for tracking to drop because people are obsessed with this gigantic hit as they should be as this zeitgeist changing hit, right? Right. Right. Where we're seeing this, this, uh, game uh, uh video game movie which is going to be the future of ips we've we we know this for sure and it's supplanting what was the king of ips which was superheroes mm. and it's not going to happen overnight just like everybody says oh nirvana, nirvana came and just wiped everybody off the map that's not true it happened slow faster than normally but there were still big bands that were playing rock hair metal and having hits when Nirvana was around. Right, right. So you're still going to have superhero hits, but video games are going to supplant them. Right. And so I do think that this was a bad timing for this tracking to hit. I don't know if it's going to open as big as the second one, but I do think it's going to have a nice, healthy, big opening. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, last news item I just want to throw out there very quickly before we get to our top fives is in newbie news. The uh, company that owns Newbie, National Cinemedia, did file officially for bankruptcy for Chapter 11 today in Texas. Um, And, you know, that follows Regal, a.k.a. Cineworld, which is the biggest shareholder and customer of Newbie, had also filed for bankruptcy earlier this year. So I bring that up. Uh, Just got some info from a... uh, a a one of our insiders and this was this insider's take on this sounds like uh the uh sounds like newbie is going to be completely out of debt which is currently over a billion dollars but the board will be controlled by a bunch of hedge funds looking to maximize profits to get their money back so 
uh, who knows how that's going to go. So that is, Oh, that always goes well. So that is some, you know, that that's, that's a take on the newbie news. They are, uh, filing for bankruptcy, but the new owners, you know, the, the, the people who, uh, are going to have a controlling stake in there. We'll see what they're going to do. Here's what I'll say to that. Who knows what they're going to do? But if I was Maria Menudos, I, 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 I hope she has invested her newbie money wisely over these years. That's all I'm saying. Because yes. I don't know if the budget is going to be there to keep Maria Menudos as the host of newbie with these new owners post-bankruptcy. I, I, I don't know anything for sure. Our insiders are not saying that. But I hope Maria Menudos has saved these last five, 10 years of being the newbie spokesperson. Well, she's definitely in our thoughts tonight. Yes, yes. One, that is for sure. One thing I did notice, because I saw a newbie before, uh, what did I see last weekend? Air or, or Mario. Air. And uh, Oh, it's probably Mario because you saw Mario. Air at, yeah. Yeah, it was before Mario. I saw a newbie. And the newbie ends with Maria Menudos thanking everyone and telling them to check out her podcast, which... Yeah, I forget what the name of the podcast was, but she has very smartly been using her newbie platform to promote her own personal projects. So very smart. Hopefully the new investors who are keeping newbie afloat, keep Maria Menudos on. And if they don't, I hope her podcast is making a lot off of toothbrush ads and shaving ads and so on. So I guess it's called Heel Squad. It is called, uh, yes. A that daily is- digital talk show that brings you the world's leading healers, experts, and celebrities to share groundbreaking dot, dot, dot. This was in Google, and I did not mm-hmm. uh, click on it to see what it says, but it sounds like it's an, an interview podcast. Now, here's what I'm saying. We should get her on the pod. Yes, yes. Because it would be very interesting. And, and here's the thing. Even if she stays with a newbie, Better yet, if she is let go of mm-hmm. Newfie, mm-hmm. we I would love to have her on the podcast just in general because she mm-hmm. seems like a lovely person. But just to talk about the inner workings of that whole thing mm-hmm. would be fascinating. And I think it'd be fascinating for our listeners and our viewers because we're YouTubers. Yes, yes. Oh, she, she would, I think she would be great on both versions of the BO Boys mm-hmm. on the podcast and on YouTube. Um, So, yes, if uh, we'll do some legwork and and reach out to Maria's people. But if anyone listening to this, if any want to be oh boys, want to be oh girls, want to be oh people, people uh, are in contact with the Maria Menounos camp, do let her know the invite has been extended to appear on the B.O. Boys and tell us about your inner workings with Nuvi all these years. And hopefully it's a it's a relationship that goes on for 20 or 30 more years. That would be great. Yes. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Nothing has nothing. We don't know anything, so we no. don't know, but listen, we, we, we always like to see her, you know, uh, I- I- introducing trivia and, and uh, play along video games and other things. She's a nice bright moment in the waiting for your movie to come on. So Yes. We hope it continues. Yes. I always love when Marie Menudos lets us know about the newest Motorola flip phone 
and the mm-hmm. latest uh, drama series that will be premiering its fourth season on TNT. Absolutely. We look forward to that. So are you ready to give some top five predictions for this upcoming box office weekend? Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? What, what do you want? You know what? I will go first. So number one, Super Mario Brothers movie. It made $146 million in its three-day last weekend. I think it's going to hold really well. I think mm-hmm. you could see a 50% hold, which would put this movie at about $73 million. I, I think that's mm-hmm. very possible. So I'm going Mario first with $73 million. Number two, I think it's got to be Renfield. I mean, this movie is going to perform lower than they would have wanted it. But I do think this movie is going to make... I think it's going to make $18 million. I, I Call me crazy. Whoa, okay. I, I think the... I I think the tracking feels a little low. This is such a highly promoted movie. The trailer is not great, but it's also definitely not bad. And Mm -hmm. the reviews for this are not also not great, but they're in line with these other universal B movies, which, you know, cocaine bear opens 23. So I think, I think Renfield opens to 18 million. I think it opens fine. Um, so that's number two, then number three, I think that air is going to hold really well. The word of mouth on that movie has been great. It made Mm -hmm. 14 million last week. I think this movie could hold in the forties, only drop in the forties and make like $9 million. So Mm -hmm. I think air is going to be number three. Number four, I'm going with the Pope's exorcist. Number four, making like 8 million. And then number five, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. Okay. I think that's going to be number five. And then you got like John Wick number six and then we're talking probably a mafia mama is somewhere oh, around that's, there that's crazy mafia mama over Suzum. oh that's right there's Suzum. there's also scream six mafia mama makes a top 10 mafia mama makes a top 10 that's where i'm going with that but all right my top five is mario is number one renfield's number two air is number three um pope's exorcist is number four Four, Dungeon Dragons number five, and John Wick is six. I mean, this, listen, this is a good weekend. There's nothing gigantic coming out, but there are just so many good holdovers. There's some new movies coming out. It's a nice looking top ten we got coming up. That's so anyway, what is what is your predictions? Well, Mafia Mama is not gonna make the top ten. That is guaranteed. Um Super Mario Brothers, number one, slam doink slam of all doink. slam doinks. Yep. There's no way it's not. I agree with you. I think this could drop in the high 40s in, or 50s, like you're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. this is just a steamroller. So I think number two, again, I agree, Renfield. It just feels like the biggest thing coming out. And it can't help but at least do. I'm going 13 on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
all the rest, like you're saying, air is going to have a really good hold, and it's it's a toss up between air and Dungeons and Dragons, and I do think that Dungeons and Dragons is probably the most affected by the movies that are out right now, yeah. Mario Brothers, and even Renfield, because yep. I know Renfield is R and Dungeons and Dragons is more of a kids movie, but it's the same sort of tone. Mm-hmm. I think Dungeons and Dragons looks like a a better form of this sort of movie. But I think it's going to get its lunch a little bit eaten by Renfield because of the newness. So I, too, am going to go with Air at number three. Okay. And then Dungeons and Dragons, I think, is number four. And, you know, I'm just going to give throw the Pope's Exorcist a bone here and give it number five. Okay. I think it would have to really be at the highest of its tracking around eight or nine to get there. But, you know, listen, why not? I'm going to give the maybe the horror hounds will come out. The gore fiends will come out for Russell Crowe and the Pope's Exorcist. So that's my top five. So you don't think Mafia Mama gets in the top 10 this week? No, I think Mafia Mama is beaten by Scream 6, Creed 3, His Only Son, Shizumi, John Wick, uh... I wish I could see. Let me go to the numbers. Shazam Fury of the Gods. Shazam Fury of the Gods last weekend made 1.5 million after dropping 66% from the previous weekend. Oh, that's, that's So here's it. Here's the, here it is. Mafia Mama versus Shazam Fury of the Gods. Well, Fury of the Gods definitely. I mean, uh, I mean, Mafia Mama is going to make more than Shazam Fury of the Gods, but that's no big uh, shakes. It's uh, no great uh, shakes, as they say. Wow. I mean, do you think, because we have seen him, uh, we have seen him go on social media and, and, and raise hell anytime Shazam Fury of the Gods is uh, besmirched. Do you think this <laughs> weekend, Zachary Levi goes onto his TikTok or his Instagram and talks about how Shazam Fury the Gods is a better movie than Mafia Mama. How audience It's a family film. It's a family film, which Mafia Mama is. Do you think that Zachary Levi cuts an anti-Mafia Mama video this weekend on social media? He might. I mean, do you think he cuts a promo against us? Because we're really the only, buddy, only people still talking about Shazam Fury the Gods. Yeah, uh, does he does he want to poke that bear? Is the question he wants to ask himself right now. You know, he could indirectly oh, he shouldn't. He definitely shouldn't. I think he knows he shouldn't. You know, he knows he could get away like he did a few weeks ago with bad mouthing The Rock because of where The Rock's career is right now. The, the stock is down on The Rock, and the right. stock is up on the Bo Boys. Exactly. So I think he'll in a roundabout way, address the B.O. boys via criticizing Mafia Mama in a video. I think that. So he'll probably move. say there's some boys, some girls, some people, people. who are saying that Mafia Mama is going to do better than Shazam Fury of the Gods this weekend. That's right. probably what he'll say. That's and we'll that, know. We'll and know. we'll know. We'll know. The audience will know. Um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah. I think we both got to pick Mafia Mamas are going to finish ahead of Shazam Fury of the Gods this weekend, which is yeah. just an embarrassment for DC, Warner Brothers, and the like. 
Um, Clayton, I think we've done it. I mean, we definitely did it. So in the allotted us. time that we agreed upon. Listen, that's what happens when when movie when studios release five six big movies the same weekend, and there's newbie bankruptcy news and and early projections from Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a lot going on. But email us at the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your boots on the ground reporting. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, uh, uh, all of our listeners. Email us at the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail.com. I'll just read the subject headline. Danny, of course, emailed us. Theatrical is back. Wahoo in reference to Super Mario. Thank you for that, Danny. So email us, of course, give us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, helps other listeners find the show. Um, Follow us, like, subscribe to our YouTube channel. The B.O. Boys are YouTubers. So right down there, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, smash, smash, smash. And follow us, of course, on social media at the B.O. Boys pod, wannabeo intern Christopher Killing it with the video clips. I have to say, I find myself entertained by myself and by Clayton Mm -hmm. so often over the course of the week when I watch the clips that Danny creates. I'm sorry, Danny, that wannabe intern Christopher creates, uh, including with Danny Eskimalaji, who's been in a bunch of our clips from his appearance a few weeks ago. Those clips are outstanding i find myself entertained by them constantly so you gotta follow us on social media watch those video clips it's a whole new experience thank you want to be our intern christopher and i think that's it i think those are all the ways that you could follow us of course tell your friends about the bo boys the whole empire go out there and evangelize on our behalf and you'll get credit someday for being an evangelist for the B.O. Boys. And Pat, we didn't even, I mean, listen, there's so much going on. We didn't even get to mention the announcement of Five Nights at Freddy's going day and date Peacock, October 27th. Oh, my God. Day and date in theaters. Listen, I'm going to be very short about this. Okay. We know this is stupid. It's dumb. You don't have to do this. There's no reason to do this anymore. There's time. But. We should follow this story because there's Jason Blum Mm -hmm. is a smart man. He is one of the smartest men in the business. People talk about how Marvel has had an unprecedented run. Jason Blum has had an unprecedented run of success. Like maybe not making billions, but he definitely makes a profit. And he uh, continues to make a profit. And here's a guy who is putting a movie day and date on Peacock. There's got to be something more to this. There's got to be mm-hmm. something more to the relationships he's cultivating that it's like, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. This is nothing against him. I think he's a smart businessman. So there has to be a business reason beyond we want to give people the option to see it at home or in theaters going on here. And I think we're going to fi- find out that that's the case. Yeah, yeah. And it's nothing nasty and it's nothing sinister. I think he's just a very smart guy who knows if I give you this, you will give me that. Mm. Right. There's something more to this than that. Exactly. And that's how business works. And again, I'm not saying anything against Jason Blum because on the outside, this looks like a stupid move, 
but there's got to be something that is going to be helpful to him in the long run and his business and his movies. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And there's also the chance that that five nights of Freddy's movie is being completed and it is a stinker. And that's kind of what you do with stinkers. Perhaps we'll see. We'll see. And listen, maybe they'll change it and, and not do day and date and it'll be theatrical only after it plays a bunch of very rowdy, uh, uh, college screenings or something. We'll, 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 yeah. we will follow that story for sure. So of course you gotta follow us. The BO boys is always making and breaking news. So follow us. Clayton, I, I think that's it. I got nothing. Left. That is definitely it. Uh, except to, uh, except for <laughs> until next time. Will smash. Uh, the...